So, guys, have you ever wondered if m loving math comes from, you know, doing it in school, comes from a teacher, or do you are you just born with it? Is one of those skills that you just love? Also, what does it actually look like to have a podcast coach and to launch a podcast? Is it all about the content? Is it the confidence? What is it? Today, we're going to be talking to Johanna Demuth. I hope I pronounced her last name correctly. I've worked with her for a while, but I never call her last name. So we're going to be introducing her, and then we're going to be talking all about her story. If you've ever felt alone, misunderstood, or like your story didn't matter, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Pretty Sure, the podcast where we explore the fun in life's ups and downs. Join me, your host, in a mix of guests from friends to thought leaders, artists, entrepreneurs, and experts for some raw, unfiltered, and frankly, hilarious conversations. We'll chat about our struggles as millennials, the joys and pains of being single or in a relationship, life and biz lessons, and some inspiring takeaways too, because remember, no topic is ever off the table for us. Hi, I'm Sabrina, your new best friend, and every week you can expect kindness, support, and some tough love, because you'll be damn sure I'm going to be calling you out on your shit when you need it most. Pretty sure we're in for a wild ride, so saddle up and let's go. And welcome everybody to another episode of Pretty Sure Podcast. I'm very excited because first of all, we're currently live on Instagram with Joanna, who is our guest, and I'm going to be repurposing the content for a podcast episode. So if you can't see us, don't worry, <laughs> you'll have audio. For people that can see us, I hope this is not too weird because I've never done this. But anyway, love doing firsts. It's Joanna's first live, so I'm super excited. And you've also not been a podcast guest before, so I'm also very excited. So without further ado, today we're going to be talking about Joanna, who is the owner of Miss Kuiper's Classroom. So welcome to the show and tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Thank you. I'm so excited. So first on everything today, it's kind of cool. Um, I'm Johanna. I am the founder of Miss Kuiper's Classroom. And Miss Kuiper's Classroom is the place where I have scaffolded resources to equip teachers and parents who have students struggling with on grade level math and I started it because as a math teacher, I found in my classroom that I have students who are at a huge variety of grade level. So I come into a classroom and I have students working at a second grade level or a fifth grade level or eighth grade level. And what I mean by that is a student tests in with that class with their abilities being at what a normal second grader or fifth grader would be. And so mm -hmm. trying to engage all of those students with the same material can be really challenging. And I wanted to provide what I knew and what I found out from my years of teaching and experience to help other people do the same thing in their classroom. I love that. So tell us a little bit about, a little bit about your own math experience. Have you always loved math or did you just discover it in school? Um, I've always loved math. From a really young age, I did math with my dad. He's a tech software engineer. And after dinner, we would sit down and he would just like give me mental math problems like two factorial or two to the fourth power and just things like that. I would always get factorials and exponents confused, but he was very patient and always reminding me the difference between those. But I think that's where it started, 
just constantly being around it, constantly using it. And I was always good at it as well, which really helps um, in understanding and loving it. But I did in school, it's called Math Olympics. I think it's different okay. in other places. Like in Oregon, it's called Pentagames. But in uh, California, it's called Math Olympics. And it's just a place where you go and you test out your math skills, whether it's like computation, like adding, subtracting, dividing, like basic numbers like that, or reasoning, giving problems and trying to figure them out. And it was a lot of fun. And I got uh, third place for the grade level I was. I think I was in third grade at the time. And so like within our school district. And I think that was the first like outside validation that I got that I was good at math. And I think that boosted my confidence along the way, knowing like, I'm good at math, I can do this. And I think that gave me the confidence I needed throughout all of like middle school and high school. Uh, just knowing that I was good at something and that I had something I could do. Um, I love that. Yeah. So. And so from then on, did you know you wanted to make math your career or how did you kind of end up in it? Like, what did you study when you were at university? Uh, I originally went to university mostly because I got a scholarship for track and field. And so uh, I did shot put and discus in high school and then in college. But that was what forced me, not forced me, but like led me to go to university. And so I was like looking at their chart of all their majors and I was like, what sounds good? Um, and I was like, criminal justice. And so I started off as a criminal justice major because uh, I wanted to be a youth probation officer, a juvenile probation officer. Um, but I was like, I don't see myself doing this long term. So after my first year, I was like, looking at the course catalog again, being like, what do I want to do? And um, I looked at education. I was like, my mom's a teacher. I can do that. And then you have to decide like what specific thing you want to do within that. So uh, as a secondary teacher, because I was like, I'm not teaching elementary kids, like, that's not my forte. Um, like, kindergarten teachers, like, bless them, because I could never teach little humans like that. Um, but you have to choose between, like, math, English, science, social studies, music. And I was like, I don't know what resonates with me. And then I was like, all right, I like math. Let's do math. And that's just kind of where it took off and from there. I found out that I really love doing this and it became a passion of mine being a math teacher and helping other people fall in love with math as well. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my journey of, I want to be a teacher, even though that wasn't my dream as like a kid. <laughs> I love that. Obviously your parents were super happy. And I mean, your mom, especially, right? Because you oh, kind yeah. of followed her. Exactly. And my sister <laughs> too. She's also uh, studying to be a teacher as well elementary oh though so i'm the one oh my god <laughs> i love that <laughs> i mean there has to be an oddball in the families right so that's oh, yes. great um and then after that i know you've had a rough path well not necessarily a rough path but it's been kind of like a big learning curve from the times that we've talked so what's been the hardest thing for you at being a teacher i think overall as being a teacher is understanding how it's not always about the content of the math. It's also building relationships with students. It's about engaging them in the activities. And while I kind of like subconsciously knew that, I think my first year it was a really like 
rude awakening that it's not just about being good at math to like help other people understand math. It's also building relationships with them, uh, helping them be engaged, like classroom management. Like I didn't know how to do that my first year and it was a really big struggle. But also having students at so many different grade levels in the classroom while I'm still learning all of those other things was mm -hmm. definitely a huge learning curve. So I think that piece right there was what was my thing, the hardest. Yeah. Thing. And so can you tell everyone that doesn't know, because I know your story, but can you tell everyone that doesn't know why is it that it's been kind of like a struggle trying to find your footing in the teaching world? Why do you have so many kids that have different levels and you have to prepare for everyone? Yeah, for sure. Um, I work at a middle school where there is a low socioeconomic status. It's called Title I schools, where most the majority of our students, their families live under the poverty level. And with that comes a lot of background and uh, sometimes trauma and like school isn't always the priority. And so them coming into the classroom, it's like their safe place sometimes. And then they're not there to learn, they're there for the community and trying to engage them within math as well. So that's one side of it, uh, why they come in and are at such varying levels. Because also students, we have a lot of um, migrant students, so they move around a lot. And so that also uh, adds into like their discrepancy in learning. If they're here at one school and they move to another school and they're at a different place within the curriculum or within their learning, it can be a challenge. But with that, trying to teach a classroom that has all of those different things, our curriculum wasn't prepared for that. There's things in Oregon called Common Core State Standards, and those are the standards to which we need to teach um, our students to those standards, really. Um, and the curriculum we had wasn't for those standards. So not only were we having to make up our own stuff, we were having to make up stuff that wasn't available to us on the internet. So we had to make it ourselves. And that took a lot of time and a lot of energy trying to make what curriculum would be best for those students who come in at second grade level, fourth grade level, and eighth grade level. And there wasn't any resources out there for us to kind of model or base it off of. So we were working on our own. Yeah. Is that what kind of pushed you to open up your own business? Yes, exactly that. Because I know that I'm not the only person who has that in my classroom, that wide range of abilities. And I wanted to be a resource for other people. So they have resources in their classroom to help those students not only just succeed in the classroom, but also be prepared for future math as well. So they don't continue the cycle of struggling within a math classroom. I love that. So tell us exactly what it is that you do and what Miss Piper's classroom is. So Miss Piper's classroom is a place to for teachers and parents who have students with who are struggling with on grade level math. So I create scaffolded resources being uh, scaffolding being it starts off super easy and kind of progresses the student in understanding and building independence in the math process. So I create resources, I create um, like online resources as well, especially in this wonderful time of teaching online. 
uh, note the sarcasm. It's not great. <laughs> Basically, I build resources that are not only educational, but they're entertaining and engaging for students to learn math no matter where they start out. I love that. Tell, tell us what Miss Kuiper's classroom means. Like, where did you get that from? Is there a specific meaning behind it? I'm always curious about these names. Yeah. Um, so I got married this summer. So my name changed from Kuiper to Demuth. But I chose Miss Kuiper's classroom because one, that's kind of like my family's name. Like my mom's a teacher, I'm a teacher, my sister's a teacher. So Kuiper is kind of where it all came from, like my love of math, my love of teaching. So I decided to keep it as Kuiper and then classroom being like, that's where we're learning and that's where we're working. And the classroom doesn't have to be just within a building. It can be your home. It can be the nature. It can be anything. And so it's like Miss Kuiper, like me and my family and where I get everything that I am, plus like where we learn. So just my word, I don't know, everything <laughs> that I have given to you to help learn and to love math. Oh, I love that. And so what are you planning on doing with it? Like, are you planning to expand it to courses? What is your big vision with Miss Kuiper's Classroom? Big vision. I want to create an online platform because right now a lot of it is tailored to teacher specific or if you know exactly what your student needs, um, whether you're a teacher or a parent, what they specifically need to continue in math. But I want to build a course for parents so they can help their students where they are, even if they aren't someone who believes that they can do math. So helping them understand how to help their student, what they can do to help their student, as well as resources, no matter where their student is. So that's big picture is to also do a side for parents specifically to better help and understand how they can help their student. I love that. <laughs> you have a lot of goals. Before we dive into the podcasting thing, I have a couple more questions. But side note, I want to know about your story with your husband because I know you've told me multiple times and I'm like, that is wild. So please make us single people swoon and still keep the faith in love. Oh, absolutely. So it was my senior year of college. And I just come out of like a, a relationship and it was just like a whole mess of a thing. Um, and then I, that was in California and this is my official move to Oregon, my senior year of college. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna try this online dating thing. I used the app Bumble and like Bumble, I don't know if it's still the same way, but Bumble at the time had like two sides to it. One where you can meet like friends and then like another side that was like, intentional you know and so I was like trying to dip my foot into the world so I was like I'll just stick with the friend side and like meet people and like hang out and just create more friendships with outside of like my college experience and then every once in a while I'd, like swipe over to like the dating side and like choose a couple people um although funny you know I did not realize in Bumble that the girl is the person who initiates the conversation. I did not realize that. So there were times where I was like, I mashed up with someone. And I was like, I'm going to wait for them to start the conversation. And then it's just like, nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> and I was like, okay, moving on. Not realizing like, I'm the one who has to start the conversation. And so good story there. 
Um, so I, there was like people who I just like matched with, nothing happened because I didn't realize the context of the app itself. And so I matched with a couple of people. We went on a couple of dates and then I matched with this guy, my husband, Hunter. Um, and it said like, even if you're not interested, like if you're, I'm new to Salem, like I, I want to know places. And so I was like, okay, I'm new to Salem, kind of let's hang out. And so I swiped and thankfully, I was immediately going to start the conversation like, welcome to Salem. And from there, it was just like, we hit it off really well. We went on um, a couple dates. But by the third date, I was like, all right, I like this dude, like I'm invested. And uh, we just started hanging out. I met all of his friends, he met mine. And I just not only did I gain um, a boyfriend in that scenario, but his entire group of friends are some of my closest friends now as well. And it's just Aww. really cool how it turned out. And then the proposal story is probably the best thing that I will, I'll share. So uh, probably two, a year and a half ish after we started dating, um, I went down to California for one of my friends' weddings. And it was crazy because that weekend that I left was not only my one of my best friends from high school's wedding, it was also my cousin's wedding. So kind of like a double duty trip down to California. And when I was coming back, little did I know that he was preparing a surprise proposal at his apartment uh, when I would get back. But the inevitable happened. My flight got delayed several hours and uh, like, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to create lesson plans for the next day because I'm not going to be back. And, like, he was freaking out because, like, I have all these people here for this surprise proposal. What am I going to do? And so eventually, like, 11 p.m., we arrive in Salem after him picking me up at the airport. And he's like, so I made you something while you were gone, um, but I didn't have time to wrap it. So you're going to have to wear this eye mask. And so I was like, okay, not realizing like, well, okay. And just like putting on the eye mask and him leading me into the apartment. And then like, he's like, all right, you can undo it now. And I, un I unveil myself. And like, there's a ring of yellow rose petals on the middle of the living room floor. Like all of our friends are holding champagne. And it's just like, he decorated the room with like yellow tulips. And it was just spectacular. And he got down on one knee and asked me to marry him. And I said, Aww. yes. And it was like the best thing ever. So unexpected, but perfect. Oh, that's so sweet. Did you know he was going to be the one? Oh, yeah. I knew like at, after we started dating and like we became official boyfriend, girlfriend, probably a month after we started dating, probably like three or four weeks later, I was like, all right, he's the one. Let's go. Chop, chop, people. But oh it's my god, a longer, and that's okay. I love that. Oh my god, that's crazy. What made you think he was the one before we move on to the next topics? Honestly, the first thing that was like, this dude is cool is because he laughed at my puns. <laughs> that was like the first thing that I was like, that's that's what I need. But not only that, but he was super sweet. Like when my sister was going through this big thing and it like really affected me, he was there for me. He was like, how can I help you and your family? Um, and he was just like super supportive and willing to just jump in and be there for me and be there for my family in any capacity that he could. And 
for me, family is a huge thing and him being willing to be a part of it. And it was just, yeah. it was perfect. Oh, that's so cute. Oh my God. I love that. Was it yellow because you guys met on Bumble or was it because you like yellow? It's because I like yellow, but that's funny. I never thought of that. Maybe it was. Who knows? You can add that into your story. You can say like, hey guys, so actually he did it because we met on Bumble. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I love that. Oh my god. Okay, before we continue, I want you to think of your favorite pun and save it till the end. Math pun, because you cannot leave without giving me your favorite math pun. So keep it in mind. Okay, what's the major difference for you between being a teacher and being a business owner? Probably like the logistical side. I know as a teacher, I we do a lot of data analysis, like on an assessment we give, like what is the range of what our students got? Um, and how did it how will it affect how we go forward like do our students understand this concept enough to move forward um and so we do a lot of data analysis and i think that's really helped me in my business understand like instagram posts resources that i sell uh blog posts now podcasts um how to like dive into the data and look at it and understand what's working what's not working and kind of go from there I think the biggest difference is probably, I don't know what the biggest difference is. It's a lot of the same things. Like I make resources for my classroom, make resources for my business that'll help build students no matter where they are. Building relationships is key in both places, whether it's building them for our students or building them for potential clients or just other fellow math teachers on Instagram and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know what the biggest difference would be. Co-workers. I mean, I guess I can see they're kind of similar. Yes, coworkers, because <laughs> otherwise you're alone, right? As business owners, you kind of. entrepreneur versus working with a team of one, two, three, seven. I might got that wrong, number wrong, and probably one of my coworkers <laughs> like, hey, you forgot me. But uh, I think coworkers, just coworker relationships can be sometimes tricky to maneuver, especially since at the time I was like the first newbie within their group for a while. I'm also mm -hmm. the youngest still. Um, so just kind of maneuvering the pads and not feeling like feeling that my age is a barrier in what I'm allowed to share credibility wise. And I think that's affected my perspective, like credibility, my own perception of my credibility, not only in my business, but also within it the teacher world as well, which relates to podcasting stuff too. <laughs> which I'm glad you mentioned because now it's time to get into the podcasting theme. So first of all, why did you want to start a podcast? Tell me all about that. Retell me because I know but people don't know here. So. Exactly. Um, as you probably remember, the only thing I had in mind originally was uh, uh, repurposing content. And that was like my sole purpose was like, I made a blog post, why not make a podcast episode out of it was my initial my initial thought. But uh, you helped me think deeper <laughs> about why I wanted to start a podcast. It's similar to why I started a business. And I want to help equip teachers and parents who have students struggling with on grade level math and help them gain confidence in their math abilities. But in order to help someone else, you got to put your own oxygen mask on first. So being able to understand how to help students, what tips and tricks can you use in the, within your classroom, 
And as a parent as well, how can I help my student when I have no idea what they're working on, especially since math has kind of changed since a lot of the parents have been in school. Like mm -hmm. we're looking at boxes and like diagrams that they've never seen before. So how can I help when I have literally no idea what it is and my student doesn't either. So we're both lost. So I wanted to be a place for those resources as well as as a teacher, there's not a lot of diverse, diverse, content in the sense of most of the things we do are worksheets um, mm -hmm. but there's not a lot of videos unless you want to watch a youtube video on a how to do slope um and so i was like why not do an audio version and give like a, a worksheet or an activity that goes along with a podcast episode so giving like a diverse medium for students to work with especially since audio is so big and not that everyone realizes it, but it's starting. It's starting. We're jumping <laughs> exactly. on the bandwagon. Just exactly. wait and see. You know, I mean, once Bridgerton and Netflix and Paris Hilton start launching podcasts, exactly. you know, it's heading somewhere. So yes. just everyone wait and see. It's gonna it's gonna kick off, and you're gonna be like, well, damn, why didn't I start it before? And you're gonna look at Joanna and me and say, well, shit, I should have started beforehand, right? Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so in coming up with the whole podcast and the whole process that we've been doing for the past months, for you, what was the hardest part and what was your favorite part? I think the hardest part was diving in and realizing that I had more to say than I thought I did. And so like, looking at all the topics that I could possibly talk about and diving into what else could I say about this topic and realizing that with five scaffolds that you can use in your classroom, like each one can lead to like millions of different activities that you can use. And so being like, all right, I can create an episode on this and, and like an episode on this and not realizing that possibility till probably like three quarters of the way through our time together, realizing and understanding how to create episodes rather than just like take a topic and run with it. <laughs> And your favorite part? Oh, yeah, my favorite part. Um, probably also the same thing, like, learning that I have more to say than I realize, and also, like, a mind shift of people, like, people don't want to hear what I have to say, because I'm just a math teacher who has this much experience within a classroom. But, like, my experience is valid, and I have things to share, even though I don't have as much experience as maybe another person who's been teaching way longer than I have, I still have amazing things that I can share with other people that they're going to find valuable. And having that mind shift, even like as I'm recording the first episode, like having that mind shift of like, this is going to help people. And I am the only one who's going to deliver it this exact way. And like, so yeah, I think that's been my favorite part. Yes, and that was a big shift, you know, from when you first started, you were like, oh, I'm just going to talk about this. And I'm like, are you sure? I sent something coming here. And you're like, no, no, I think that's the only way. And then as we started, you know, talking and everything, you were like, oh, my God, I can talk about this. I can talk about that. And like, I remember I did this at some point, and it would be so fun. And it was just really incredible to see how from like five things, you were like, now I have 20. I don't even know where I'm going to find the time. But like, I have 20. I know. So. It was an awesome shift. So thank you so much for that. 
I'm glad. So now you've had your podcast for what? I want to say almost two weeks ish. Yeah. I'd say two weeks. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel after having put all the work and now having a podcast out in the world? So good. And so relieved too, because the buildup by the time it was like recording the first couple of episodes and like leading up to a launch is like, I just want to put them out now. But finally, like having them out in the world and like beginning that process it's it's so cool to see like all the people's responses as well to those podcast episodes and like encouraging me and supporting me in my journey of like podcasting and yeah it's just amazing to have it out and finally like we've been doing this since like October of 2020 it's like we had so much build up I'm so glad it's done not that I don't have to put in more work you know as we go through but it's just exciting to have it out there and be on our journey. Yeah. So what's your biggest lesson from the whole process of the build up, the doing the podcast and now having it out there? You never know what's possible because it wasn't until like October, 2020 that I was like, Hmm, podcast sounds fun. Let's do it. And then it's turning into this huge, amazing thing that I'm like loving more and more as I record and everything. Um, and also learning that my voice, like I am credible in who I am and my experiences and being able to share them with other people. It's as fabulous. Oh, I love that. What about your confidence? So talk to me a little bit about where you were before, like we started working together and before you started launching your podcast and now to where you're actually doing your first live, which I'm so proud of you. So starting at the beginning, I think I was very timid in thinking about what the podcast could be. I didn't have big ambitions necessarily that I thought I could achieve. Um, being very shy, very timid, not thinking that people would want to hear what I have to say. I think that's just something that I put in my head a long time ago that it doesn't matter what I have to say. No one's going to care. No one's going to listen to me. Mostly because like I look younger than I actually am. I don't have the same experience as other people. Um, but just going through a process of diving deep into who is this podcast for? Who am I presenting myself to be as a podcast host and as a business owner? Like, who am I presenting myself to be? And what do I want my business to be? Because if I want my business to be this thing that helps people, I can't be a shy, timid person like to present and launch that huge like endeavor on my part like I need to step up to the plate and like go forth and do and I think that was a shift as we dive deeper into what I want this podcast to be and what I want it to achieve in the long run so I think as we went through and dive deeper I, I really stepped into what I want to be as a, a confident entrepreneur, as a confident woman, as we go forth with a podcast and a business. Yes, 100%. I love that. Okay, tell me about your honest opinion about working with me, and then we can move on to, like, what are your goals and all of that. Leave nothing out. If you hated it, feel free <laughs> to say that you hated it. I'm not going to censor this. I want people to get the absolute truth about what it's like working with me, and honestly, tell me if you could have launched the podcast without me. Don't say anything because you're self-conscious and you're like, oh my God, she's going to hate me. I won't. You know, I love you and I respect everything you have to say. So give 
us cold hard truth i was gonna say the hold car truth but that makes no sense so <laughs> the cold hard truth <laughs> i think when we first started i didn't know what to expect like having zero experience podcasting except being a listener so i didn't have a lot of expectations into what it would be and I thought, honestly, like, when we first started, it was going to be, like, you were going to show me, like, this is how, what microphone you're going to use, this is the software, this is how you edit, this is how you launch, and I think I said a couple times, like, that I wanted to know, like, what microphone do I buy, like, what do I use, how do I launch, but it's a lot more than that, and I think you helped me realize that it's not just about getting the right equipment, it's about having the right mindset, having the understanding of what an episode is and that uh one idea could be five ideas and could be five different podcast episodes that you don't have to smush it all into one um so i think i didn't know i needed that until it happened i really enjoyed the experience because one i didn't know what i needed but you knew what i needed uh better than i did um and you answered all of my questions being there for on boxer like whenever I had a question, whenever I had like a, like a, a mini panic of like, I don't know what I'm doing. You were there for me. And I think that was also like the biggest thing. Cause I've been part of other courses where they attempt to do that piece of like being there for you, but it's so different having like a one-on-one -on -one coach rather than being like one of like 250 people in a course having like a coach. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I'm sad it's over, but also it led me to launching a podcast, so it was oh. good. Well, I'm so glad to have met you and for you to have trusted me and worked with me. Honestly, I cannot even tell you, like, you guys, if you would have met her at the beginning, like, she's not the same person. She's so confident, and when I first heard her episode, her first one, because she obviously sent it to me, and she's like, what do you think? I was like, this is so good. What are you talking about? I don't <laughs> see what you're saying, because she came to me, like, in this big panic. She was like... I think my first episode sucks and I'm like whoa hold on don't speak like let me listen to it first and I listened to it and I'm like I don't see where it sucks like it's honestly so good you know you were even making jokes you're talking about um Gilmore Girls and I was like I don't understand why you're saying it sucks like you're amazing do it keep doing it and then you did and your podcast is out there so mm -hmm. I'm honestly so glad to have had you as a client Joanna you're amazing and I cannot wait to see what you're going to be doing with your podcast and with your business I know you have big goals and you're kind of set up to do all of those right you're set up to now have the confidence to do lives mm -hmm. if you ever want me to do another live with you 100% come and ask me I'll do a live whenever you want do an episode with you as well. You're going to be on the episode on my podcast. So people are going to get to know your story, which I'm super excited about. And I'm going to do a little promo for your podcast because it's great. And you do a lot of math puns, which I have to say are really hard to come up with. So kudos to you. Thank you. So you guys go and listen to her podcast, um, Solving for the Undefined, which also a pun in itself. <laughs> exactly. Oh, just so perfect. So what is, I think, the last question on podcasting before we continue on. So what is the most surprising thing for you now that the podcast is out? I think it's just continuing to see as I work with people and I see people on Instagram. <clears throat> um, like, there are so many ideas for, like, podcast episodes. Just, like, I can't do them all, all at the same time. So just, like, having to, like, keep track of everything I want to do with my podcast. 
So I think that's the most surprising thing, like continuing to find new ideas as I go through um, and what I want to share and how I want to share it with people and their students. And remember when you were saying, oh my God, I don't know if I can speak about this for a while. I think I'm not going to have enough episodes. And here you are telling me the complete opposite and saying, I don't even have time to record all these episodes. So, you know, total 180 mindset shift and like personality shift and everything. I'm so proud of you. Okay. Last question before we dive into the rapid fire question round, which is my personal favorite because we've never done it. So let's go. So in theme with the podcast and theme with the whole topics of pretty sure. So I'm pretty sure at one point or another, you felt like you were alone or misunderstood or you had something happen to you or you felt, well, shit, I'm the only person to live this. Could have been a thought, a feeling, an experience, whatever it was. Could you please tell us, A, what that was? And B, what would you tell other people that might be in the same situation as you once were? Yeah. Um, I think one of those times would be like as a first year teacher, not knowing like what I'm actually supposed to do, because you get all this training in school, but it's not like in a classroom setting, you just like all this knowledge and you have to put it into practice. So stepping into the classroom first day of school being like, this is real. This is what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. And so just being feeling alone in that situation of like, I don't know how to do this. I'm not doing a very good job what's next is just leaning on my coworkers. Like one of my coworkers, she like basically helped me through my first year as a teacher, like really giving me the confidence of, this is what I need to do. This is how you do classroom management. You wanna do these kinds of activities and really giving me feeling like I belong within the classroom and and at that school itself. So just, you don't have to do life on your own. (laughs) I love that okay last question I just thought before we go into the rapid fire so what would you tell people that are thinking of starting the podcast or maybe thinking of starting to work with a coach could be either could be or do it don't just think it just do it if you want to do it go for it you never know what's possible and you're not going to know what's possible unless you do it and hire me no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) that too that too (laughs) That's my own part of it. No, you don't have to say it. Don't worry. Unless <laughs> you feel it. Definitely okay. Hire you. No, oh, I love you. Honestly, I love this. Is, this whole experience has been amazing with you. So, to, so people can get to know a little bit more of your personality. I'll save the last question for the pun at the end, so we can say goodbye with that. But if you could have anyone over for dinner, dead or alive, who would that be? Oh no, Joe Bowler. Joe Bowler for sure. Uh, She is a huge math inspiration, like growth mindset and math combined. And that's also where I get a lot of inspiration for what I do in my business. So if you don't know who Joe Bowler is, go look her up. She's amazing. She does a lot of math growth mindset stuff. She also has a, it's called U cubed instead of YouTube. So I love that. But oh my uh, God. she has a lot of good inspirational stuff for sure. Well, I hope or you get to girl. interview oh. her. Yes, absolutely. That would be fantastic. You never know. Exactly. <laughs> Possibilities you don't know until you do it. Okay. If you could take one superpower, what would it be? Uh, what's the one where you can like move around? Teletransport? Um, yes, that. It's not. Oh, okay. 
there's like a specific word for it. Tran, tele. I lost it. I was I was gonna say so confidently telepathic, but that's not it. Only understood. Yes, it's the one where you like want to be in another place and you just like pop over there. That one. That would be very convenient. I would definitely agree with you on that. Okay, favorite type of food. Uh, Chinese food. Okay. Are you an early riser or a late night owl? Night owl, for <laughs> sure. Night owl. Okay, I love that. Um, okay, sweet or spicy? Spicy. Mm, if you could describe yourself in one word, what would that be? Quirky. Okay, definitely can see that. Um, money and COVID aside, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go right now? Ireland. Ooh. Even though Love I'm not Irish. <laughs> you could play the part, though. You have the hair, so. Exactly. I do. You go there, nobody will know the difference. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, this Irish girl, cool. <laughs> okay, math pun. Time for your favorite math pun. All right. I had so many. I have to think of, oh, so many. Okay. Uh, how does a, a cow do math? I don't know. How he does... uses a calculator. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's so cute. A calculator. <laughs> okay. Last one. Um, who inspires you? My mom. Oh. I love that. Okay. I love this. I love having you as a guest. You're amazing. You've honestly come such a long way. Cannot wait to keep hearing your episodes. You know, I already left your reviews, so guys go listen to Solving for the Undefined. It's available everywhere. You can listen to podcasts, too. Go check her out. Leave her a review or just add her on Instagram. She's really funny. You always do, like, those funny reels on math and stuff. They crack me up because I'm like, I can definitely see that <laughs> happening. <laughs> Thank you. So go follow her, Miss Kyber's Classroom, on Instagram. Go check everything that she's doing. And I will see you guys next week. I hope you've enjoyed this first ever experience of recording a Instagram live podcast episode that I'm going to see how this turns out. If you like it, let me know, not just now in the comments, but in the replay so I can keep finding brave souls that are going to want to do this with me. Exactly. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. And guys, if you want to check out my live interviews every single week on Pretty Sure Podcast, you can just go follow me on Instagram, I'm pretty sure podcast, and you can catch the updates, the funny memes, and all of the quotes that I post. And I will see you guys next time. Peace out.